Welcome to the Fire and Trainers Podcast, Season 3, Episode 20, published on July 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. And our guest today is Amy Lucas from Steel and Stilettos to talk about marketing to real estate professionals. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit, especially designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how fire instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on the mountainmanmedical.com. We bring you this podcast, support the industry, the second amendment, and most importantly, Every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Amy Lucas from Steel and Stilettos Firearm Training. Welcome, Amy, and thanks for sharing your time with our audience. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. For those people who might not know who Amy Lucas is, can you give us a little bit about what your background and what you do in the firearm industry? Sure. Uh, my background is in corrections. I started working uh, for the state of Michigan uh, when I was 20 years old, I was a corrections officer in a maximum security prison for women. And uh, throughout my 20 years with the department, I uh, was heavily involved in training. I was one of the head trainers for the facility, and I and I trained all the new recruits that were coming in on everything. I mean, everything from you know firearms to first aid to you know arrest law, use of force, all of those things. So I was uh, one of the trainers there. I was the head of the emergency response team that we had. It was our tactical, our, our SWAT team that we had um, for the state. And then uh, there's several other things that I did with, within my career. But at the end, I was on the absconder recovery unit. I worked alongside the U.S. Marshals, and we were basically you know, looking for fugitives that were on the run and uh, capturing them and putting them back in prison. So uh, that was my final job with the Michigan Department of Corrections. And then uh, when I retired, I became a private investigator. I think I did that for around eight years. And, and during that whole time, I still continued, you know, helping people on the side with firearms because, you know, I was one of the head firearms instructors for the state. Uh, I trained all the officers at the prison that I worked at and uh, the new recruits. Um, but when I retired, I, you know, I still had that passion for firearms, but I really did enjoy um, the PI business. But, you know, at the same time, I'm driving around following people and I'm thinking, you know, you know, you have too many skills to really put all this effort into this job and let's get back to what you love. And uh, so what I did in uh, January of 2020, I it was a no brainer for me when I looked up uh, certifications and how to become an instructor. And, you know, I kind of researched a little bit about the NRA and the USCCA. And it was, like I said, a no brainer. I, I went with the USCCA for so many reasons. And uh, it's been it's been a great journey. Well, that's great. Super. Well, today we're going to be talking about real estate program that you put together to give our listeners a little bit of idea about how they can branch out, not just do the basic concealed carry training or the basic um, uh, classes, but you really go along and take their training to another level because I think you that's what you've done with your real estate course. Can you describe to our listeners why there's a need for a real estate 
um, specific course versus just a normal uh, self-defense type of course? Yeah, well, real estate agents have just that inherent danger with uh, being alone with strangers and going into strange places and in houses alone. And so there's different types of dangers with that type of profession. So I, I found that, you know, creating this real estate curriculum was really important. Um, you know, I have several agent friends that had been in uh, several incidents that you know, it could have went really bad. And luckily, they're alive to tell the story. But I, I really was excited about um, just trying to put something together to help others. You know, there's, I teach all different types of courses, but this one is really kind of close to my heart, because uh, my start when I started my journey with the USCCA, the first place that I had um, to start training in was a real estate office that had a beautiful training center that was offered to me. And uh, every weekend I would be there. And uh, so I really got to know some of the real estate agents and the dangers that they um, in- encountered every day. And so that's kind of why I started focusing on uh, not only my firearms classes and my certified instructor classes, I really wanted to hone in on that those real estate agents and brokers and property managers that might need my help. So there's just a little bit different type of training. A lot of it's the same. You know, if you look at, you know, a CPL CPL class and a real estate class, some of the things are the same, you know, situational awareness, conflict avoidance, all of those same things apply, but let's, let's really hone in on some of those specific dangers during open houses or some specific dangers with uh, how to vet that person before you meet them to make sure that it is on that person is on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here in uh, Cincinnati, a couple of years ago, we actually had a um, uh, robbery uh, ring that would go around to open houses. And as one person was talking to the agent in one room, the other person would be going through somebody's uh, drawer to try to find uh, you know jewelry and other expensive things. And they actually made off and did that several times. And, and a real estate agent friend of mine, when that story broke, I asked him if he knew any of the agents, and he actually went a lot. Yeah. One of those is me. And he said, it's the absolutely most embarrassing thing in the world to have something like that happen, that you weren't aware that somebody went to another room. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, you get the call from the, uh, from an, from the homeowner, somebody or the other agent saying, Hey, you know, we believe that this was missing. Did you notice anybody that did this, this, and this? And, right. you know, and I can imagine from a professional standpoint, you want to have people trust, uh, trust you. Mm-hmm. And when something like that happens and they're calling up and you've got to go along and admit like, yeah, maybe I left somebody walk into the room, uh, away from me that I didn't see what's going on. Um, you know, that was bad. And just like you were talking about, you know, as a real estate agent, you're around all different people. You know, some people are probably very anxious to spend their money and other people aren't there to spend money, but actually go along and take whatever they can from you and uh, the homeowner type of thing. And that's where having the kind of situational awareness courses uh, is extremely, I think, beneficial for everybody, but uh, real estate agents uh, in particular, because they've got to, they've got to have eyes in the back of their head as people are walking around, looking at things, lifting things up. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we actually talk about, you know, in, in the class, I, I talk about a safety plan and, and, and also just so much more to it. But we also talk to that agent about preparing that person that might still live in the home to prepare for that open house or to prepare for that house to be seen, to lock up the valuables, to get, you know, get the prescriptions locked up, to get anything of value out, out of, you know, eyesight and, and locked away somewhere. So we cover so much more than the basic stuff, you know, all the tips and 
not really tricks, but just things that they can do um, to make it safer for everyone. And also, you know, so things like that don't happen. Here's something that I hadn't realized until last year when we decided to move houses, but when the real estate agent, our real estate agent came around to take pictures to show how nice our house was, um, they started taking pictures where my gun safes were. Oh, yeah. I went along and immediately went along and red flag went up and like timeout. Those do not go on the internet yeah. because I'm fine showing, you know, what the master bedroom looks like in the dining room, the backyard. But when it comes to something like that, to where somebody may just try to break in to get that, um, you yeah. know, I didn't, didn't want that on there. Obviously if somebody's buying the house, walking through it's, it's next impossible to prevent them from seeing it because right. you know what you know yeah what are those things over there all oh, they're nothing well i'm sure they'll figure right. it out one way or the other but that'll be a lot smaller number than if somebody can uh, uh see them on a real estate ad because you don't know how many hundreds or thousands of people might look at them but that was one of those things that i i make people aware of is you know just like you don't want to go along and have all your jewelry out when somebody's doing an open house you also right. don't want to go along and show pictures on on what the house looks like that would uh, give you know unwanted people ideas about what they could uh, find in your house. Absolutely. Although it's, it's very interesting trying to get the minds of a criminal when you, when doing that, but that was one thing that popped in my mind right away. That's like, yeah, yeah. we're going to make sure it doesn't, does not, uh, hit the internet. Yeah. That's a good thought. You know, I actually hadn't thought of that and that's going to be something that maybe I can, uh, start adding to my program because I, I didn't think about that as far as the pictures and you're exposing yourself to anybody that's looking for a home or looking for a home to break into. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if you've got the ability to go along, you know, if, if it's something really big, but it shouldn't be on the internet, a way of blurring the picture. So somebody can't identify it immediately that, Hey, they've got a really expensive heirloom. Uh, right. or picture or something right. you know, if you had to pick if you had the mona lisa hanging in, in your house i don't think you would really go along want just any old uh, anybody walking through there at the same time exactly. going along telling people that hey i got the mona lisa although exactly. since it's over since it's over in france if you had the mona lisa that would probably be an issue right there yeah no kidding <laughs> <laughs> but you know hey, what other kind of content do you cover in your real estate uh course to, try, yeah, to cover educate to educate the realtors Absolutely. There's, uh, there's a lot of things that I cover, but one of, you know, the main things are uh, situational awareness and how to carry yourself. Um, we talk a lot about conflict avoidance or even avoiding situations that could cause conflicts or stress. Um, when you're buying a home or showing a home, or it can be a high, highly stressful time. So we kind of definitely talk about how to deescalate situations because you know, there could be people that it's just stressful times for them selling a home or even buying a home. We talk a lot about that. We definitely go a lot into body language and um, the fight or flight response and just all the different things that could possibly happen um, during fight or flight and how to, you know, incorporate that into your training. And it's going to affect them quite a bit when they're looking for their key to get, you know, to get in or, or to get out or whatever that situation might be. But we, uh, we cover that. We, we definitely talk about mindset and, and trusting your gut. And uh, there's a lot of different tools, whether that agent is comfortable with the gun yet or not. I prepare them uh, for, you know, for one mindset. That's, that's a number one key right there. But after that, we start talking about some other non-lethal options because there's so many agents that aren't, just aren't ready 
or mm-hmm. some of them have even taken the class. Some agents have taken the class and then I'll follow up on them like, hey, how's it going? And, oh, I still haven't got my CPL. And I'm like, well, why? What is that? And I, I'm still not comfortable. And I'm okay with that, knowing that they're not comfortable enough. But what I'm not okay with is why haven't you been back to see me? You know, let's get this taken care of. Um, but I do understand, you know, not everybody is uh, is ready and is willing. So we definitely cover a lot of other um non-lethal choices or even just your weapons of opportunity while you're in a home. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we also talk about a training plan. You know, a training plan is so important when you, uh, you know, we, it's always important to have a plan if something happens and you don't have to actually go through something bad to create that plan, right? We, we could create all types of scenarios in our mind about what could happen when I walk through this door and preparing yourself for that. Uh, because during fight or flight, all these different things are happening. And, uh, you know, you might not have, if you don't have a plan already kind of set in your brain, you're likely going to freeze. So we definitely talk about coming up with different scenarios, making sure that you're going into the home prior and really checking it out, looking for other exits, making sure that it's it's uh, comfortable and uh, for you to go in there. And, uh, you know, it's funny, one of the things that I really wanted to include is because, you know, I used to be on the SWAT team and we had to clear buildings, we had to clear homes. And, you know, I, I kind of briefly touch on, you know, how to clear a house and you don't have to be tactical to understand where you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I talk a lot about that and uh, how to be comfortable while you're entering that home and uh, just so many different things. You know, there's there's been so many victims uh, in, in real estate uh, being killed or held for ransom or kidnapped. And, uh, I tell a story. I I actually tell two stories in my, in my, uh, class. And one of them is the Beverly Carter story. And, and unfortunately, um, she went against her gut and she went against that checklist that she had every time. Um, and she went against her, uh, feelings and, and just went ahead and showed that home. And now she's, uh, no longer with us. And, and she didn't survive. She was uh, kidnapped and, and ended up being killed. Uh, and then I tell another story of another lady that um, is, is her name is Donna Hetzler and she's an amazing person. She's a friend of mine now. And she actually goes around the, the country telling her story and trying to inspire others to be more safe. But her story is quite different. And where her story is different is that, you know, uh, when she first started in the business, she had a friend that that took her out to eat and said, Hey, let's just do lunch. And, and during that lunch, you know, she just kept reiterating how important it is to be responsible for her own safety. And uh, she was a three gun, three gunner, you know, competition person and was really excited about all the training that she goes to. She was, you know, really into carrying and, and and into firearms. And she really wanted Donna to, you know, go ahead and, and take a course with her. And, and, you know, Donna was like, eh, I don't know if I, you know, really want to do that. I don't think I'm ready for a gun, but, you know, I'll just go. And uh, so she went ahead and went and um, she ended up loving it. And then, you know, she trained on every new holster she had or when she, you know, started wearing a dress, then she started wearing an ankle holster and she started doing some training with that. And and uh, so she ended, ended up having to go on this trip and she was going to look at some property in Nashville with a friend and her and her girlfriend went and uh, she was in condition yellow the whole time, right? She was mm-hmm. she was aware of everything. She just knows what's going on because she has to protect herself and her friend. And uh, so anyway, after the trip, they're on their way home and she's got an open house the next morning. And she said, when I interviewed her, you know, she said, said, you know, when I, when I showed up that for that open house, I was conditioned yellowish because she was so tired and, and, uh, but she knew she had that open house. 
Um, so anyway, there was a lot of things that had happened um, during that showing that just didn't feel right. And uh, the difference was, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but the difference was, is that she survived. And, and the difference in these two stories is the training behind it. You mm-hmm. know, she had the mindset, she had the muscle memory, you know, all of that. So it was just, it was just a really great ending to the story. So that's why I tell those two stories in my class, um, because it is important to know that, you know, yeah, you know, these things could happen to you, but if you're prepared, it's less likely to happen. And, uh, I really like to, um, you know, just show the comparison of one person that didn't never has went to training and just had like a little, you know, checklist of things that she does. And this other person was heavily trained and really believed in, uh, continuation of training. And that reminds me of the quote where the mind will, will never go where the mind hasn't been before. Mm. And that's where going along and playing those scenarios about, you know, what happens if this happens and this happens. I mean, you know, similar to what we talk about when we're teaching firearm classes, you know, in case Mm -hmm. this happens, that happens, you know, we get off the X, we do defensive shooting, um, those types of things. We also need to have a plan that if we're opening the front door and we notice something, you know, it's a miss, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, something broken on the floor or we go along and all of a sudden, you know, something happens, you know, what's going to be our plan? Because if we haven't already, you know, thought about what's going to be our plan, Mm -hmm. we might be caught flat footed. And that's the time where all of a sudden it takes us seconds to try to figure out those seconds could, could be somebody, you know, hitting us over the head or, or any number of uh, things at the same time. And absolutely try to avoid that. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, one of the things I think it's, uh, you know, one of the approaches on these kind of real estate programs is getting continue education units for those realtors. And yeah. I know you've been able to go along and get your certified. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what that process is like? And if uh, any of our listeners are looking to do that, you know, who do they approach? Right. Uh, well, for me, it was, it, honestly, it was when I started in that real estate office, when I first started teaching my concealed pistol license classes and in training that real estate uh, owners agents is really the person that kind of put me in contact with that uh, marketplace. It's uh, in Michigan, we have a marketplace where you have to go through an approval process and in front of a board to to get your curriculum approved and then to also get yourself approved. Um, and again, it just was a, I would say, I, I just have to say luck for me that I got in front of the right person. Uh, Monique came into one of my CPL classes at the real estate office and she was a realtor and and uh, she said, Amy, I've got to get you, I've got to, you know, I've got to get you in front of this board. And I really do feel fortunate because I was in front of the right person that knew the right person. So for anybody out there that it does want to have that continuing education credit, which is really important for those uh, real estate agents. Yeah, they they want to be safe, but they also want that continuing education credit, which kind of also makes them want to steer more towards you and take the class than somebody else where they're not going to get that you know, that two for one, you know, I'm going to get trained and I'm going to get, you know, some continuing education credit. So um, the process was very easy for me. Um, And I know like all the different states are different. So you're going to have to find out locally within your region or maybe even within the state. But for me, it was just a phone call that got me in front of the right person. So honestly, I I just got really lucky. But um, I would just say research your um, the Nas- National Association of Realtors or what region that you live in or what state that you lived in and find out how to get in front of that board that controls the realtors in your state. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like having a realtor friend definitely helps out along those lines. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I got very fortunate, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then through just social media, there there was a, a couple people that um, that I that I happened to go to high school with that worked for the Institute of Real Estate Management out of Chicago, and that is right under the National Association of Realtors. So. It's, it's also for real estate agents, but it's also for property managers. So I do get in front of property managers as well. I mean, you could take the same course. It's all the same kind of things apply. Um, but I got in front of them and I proposed to offer them a webinar and um, they paid me and uh, to, to teach this webinar. And it was just, I think it was an hour long webinar on my program. And what they did was they took that webinar and they saved it. And then now it's in their skills library for the National Association of Realtors and the Institute of Real Estate Management. So they can go in there and actually buy that webinar. And then they still get the training and the continuing education credit without me even having to come to their office. So there's a couple options. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. When you're approaching a, uh, you know, put on a real estate class, do you Uh approach the realtor individually or do you approach their office about, uh, you know, coming to the class or putting on your, your class? Uh, I have not had to approach anyone. In fact, it's, you know, the word has just kind of gotten out. And also uh, that Monique, that lady that I got in front of that took my CPL class that introduced me to the board. She is also a trainer in the real estate industry. So she's she does trainings um, maybe like every two weeks and sometimes it's once a month, but she actually invites me to all of her trainings to give my presentation. So in that in those uh, presentations, you never know who it's going to be. Um, it, today, it was just a whole group of realtors um, from one company. And then I've got several brokers and, you know, title agents and just all different types of people. So you never know who you're going to get into, but that is creating those relationships or even just finding out that there, there is this program out there and word of mouth has just been crazy good for me. And um, I haven't really had to seek out any opportunities. They've honestly been coming to me after presenting. So luckily, um, I'm able to kind of sell that program while I'm there. And then, you know, they're, they're referring others. Uh, today I presented the, uh, my presentation to a whole bunch of people. And it was funny because I've got, you know, several bookings after the class. And then not only that, one of the guys called me and said, Hey, you know, my daughter lives in the area. Uh, she goes to Wayne state university and she's a med school student. Uh, I know you have this real estate program, but do you have a program for, uh, someone like her and, and, and other, you know, other college age people. And I was like, Oh, I absolutely do. So it just really leads to a whole bunch of different options when, um, when you have a program out there and, and I give them a list of services. So they kind of know this is a, I'm, this is not just, I, I don't just do real estate. I do a whole bunch of other things that I can help people with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to be talking to somebody, make sure they know what you do and not pigeonhole you into just oh they're they just do you know concealed carry classes you know make sure they understand hey i do these kind of classes from you know you know from school safety to real estate um crime prevention you know even even the first aid type uh, that we've talked about before you know a lot a lot of opportunities there a lot of opportunities absolutely and then one of the you know one of the people that was in there happens to be the owner of a real estate group and and uh, she booked a CPL class for all of her agents in her office. So it's it's wonderful for me because it's given me, you know, I don't have to market it. She's already got the, the class filled and 
and I can just show up and show out and uh, teach them everything I know. So it, it does really just open up so many more doors for the instructors to have so much more training mm-hmm. well, that's, that's or, to, or to be able to put on, you know, more training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's uh, really great. I'm glad you uh, were able to go along and share uh, your experiences mm-hmm. with it. And hopefully this will give some of our listeners some ideas on how they can expand their course offering and maybe right. uh, make those connections with uh, people they know that are in the real estate business. Yeah, thank you. It's it's been a, it's been really good so far, and I'm I'm really excited about it. Well, now we hit our guest with a million dollar question, and uh, it's the one we've been asking all our guests this year. But can you name somebody who has been a mentor to you that's helped you get to where you are today? Uh, I would say there's probably several people, and that's because it's my family. Um, I have two kids. I have a daughter and a son, and I know that sounds kind of weird for them to be mentors, but they're the reason why. You know, at 20 years old, I joined the Michigan Department of Corrections to be an officer because I knew, you know, my path was I wanted to be a police officer, but, you know, they hired me first and it was more money. So I just always wanted to be the best that I could be and be a good role model for my for my kids and, and you know, my family to be proud of me. And, um, you know, that's why I did everything that I could to be the best that I could all throughout those years. And so I'd have to say that it's definitely my family. Great. That is uh, definitely one of those that uh, really helps us get to where we are. Absolutely. Uh, and keeps you going. Yep. Amy, where can people find out more about the courses that you are teaching or if they just want to reach out to you and uh, find out more information? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you guys are welcome to um, uh, add me on Facebook. My name is Amy Lucas, L-U-C-A-S. And my website is steelandstilettostraining.com. On there, you can contact me there for a direct chat, or you can inbox me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram under Steel and Stilettos. Um, but mainly my website is uh, is a good way to contact me. It's got all my information and everything about me and what I have to offer. Super. Well, thanks again, Amy, for your time tonight, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. Thanks, Rob. Take care. That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found it interesting and you're willing to share it with your friends and other instructors. Do you have a suggestions for an episode or someone you think would be a great guest to have on the podcast? Email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. You can also leave us feedback on our Facebook page, or better yet, leave it on our website at farmtrainerpodcast.com. Our website allows you to search for previous topics such as marketing, additional training, dealing with challenges in the classroom. Remember, our podcast website is farmtrainerpodcast.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Fire Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a certified instructor and establishing your business were your first steps. Your next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fireman instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.